Welcome to Rock Vegas, everybody. It's Glenn Rockney. Um, just want to give a shout out to everybody who uh, who listened based on that Colton Miller video that I posted the other day. It, it, I definitely got a lot of new listens from that. So uh, thanks to everybody who who tuned into that. I'll definitely put up more Twitter videos. It, it appears that that's uh, that's something that gets a lot of engagement. So I'll definitely keep it up with that. Um, yeah, so I uh, hope everybody's doing well. Uh, today, today I'm going to go into the running back position. Again, keeping up with the theme of going into all the position groups of the Raiders. It's a slow off season, so it's not a whole lot going on right now. Normally, we'd be talking about mini camps and uh, stuff like that. I did see Nelson Aguilar uh, catching passes from Derek Carr on that on that high school looking field the other day, <laughs> yeah, Pop Warner Field and stuff. So. Uh, didn't feel like that was uh, breaking news or anything, but yeah, it doesn't doesn't uh, doesn't appear that there's a lot going on on the Raiders front. Uh, today we're going to do the running backs, uh, the running back position on this team. Uh, again, I went offensive line last week. Um, offensive line is a position group that I'm really excited about with this team, and uh, I'm also really excited about these running backs. Now I have way more questions about it than I did the offensive line, right? My concern about the offensive line was, was is Colton Miller going to take that next step and be a first round pick basically play like a first round pick rather than like a project tackle that you draft in the fourth round. The running back position, I, I have a lot of questions about it, but I I'm also, I could also see it being just like a, just a lightning rod, you know, a catalyst for this offense. If it all works out this year, right? I think event. I think for the long term, I th- I think there's going to be a lot of really good, really good stuff that comes out of that position group. But for this year, I do have a few questions, and uh, let's just take it back last year, right? Last year, it was all Josh Jacobs. You know, it was all Josh Jacobs. It was it was run him into the ground, uh, let him be physical, right? You see him, you know, you see him against Green Bay. He separated his shoulder murdering a man at Lambeau Field. Like, I, I think that guy's dead. I don't know who it was. I think he's dead. Um, RIP to that guy. But Josh Jacobs sprained, I think it was a sprained shoulder technically, but if you see like his Instagram footage of what it looked like, it looked like he was in a terrible car accident. Like, it looked like he was mangled. You know what I mean? Or, or like those those botched like surgery shows where, where the people get plastic surgery and it looks all fucked up and stuff like all these like cuts and incisions that's what his shoulder looked like it was messed up so last year i didn't see the depth behind jacobs that was that was a big red flag um it was deandre washington was fine i thought he was i thought he was okay um but it wasn't it, you noticed right you noticed you notice that he that Jacobs wasn't on the field, right? And that, you know, of course, you're going to notice when he's not on the field because he, he's very good. I already think he's a top, probably a top ten running back in the league as a rookie, which is incredible. But you noticed when he wasn't on the field, and the idea of the running back position now is not to just have a bell cow, but to have an just a bunch of interchangeable parts at the position to where. Even if you're, you know, your main guy, right? Your Zeke Elliotts, your Josh Jacobs, um, you know, uh, guys like that. When they're not, when they're not available, you still have guys that can produce. You know, 
that maybe they don't get 120 yards. They get like 190 yards, uh, uh, catch a few passes out of the backfield. You don't lose a lot, right? Last year when I saw DeAndre Washington, there just was a – it was kind of a you got like we we saw like one third of the run game going you know and that and that's no disrespect to DeAndre Washington I thought he was fine I thought he I thought he did a nice job during his uh, tenure with the Raiders but um, this year I was hoping they would really if they were going to attack that position I wanted speed versatility um, guys that could catch passes but also guys that could mimic Josh Jacobs so I'll get into whether they address that or not later but we. The Raiders are a team that lean on the run game, right? John Gruden, when he came back to coaching, a lot of people were saying, "Oh man, Rich Gannon! Look what he did with Rich Gannon! Look, look at—that's what he's going to do with Carr. He's going to get that that passing game going." Rich Gannon revived his career. He's a quarterback whisperer, which is honestly not true at all. He's not a quarterback whisperer. John Gruden, in my opinion, is a running back whisperer. Cadillac Williams, Charlie Garner, Tyrone Wheatley—these weren't. Guy, I mean, Cadillac Williams came in the league right away and was good and then kind of flamed out. But like Charlie Garner and Tyrone Wheatley, they were good, but they looked incredible with the Raiders, right? I think John Gruden is a running back and tight end whisperer, you know? And it's tough to be a wide receiver in his offense. I think you see guys do really well or you see them just kind of like, ah, man, this isn't for me. But I think, I think Gruden knows how to get the best out of his running backs. I think he knows how to get the best out of his tight ends. I'll get into the tight ends later. I'm going to address that probably next um, next episode. But with the running backs, I think what Gruden what Gruden wants is he he likes to have his bell cow. He's still stuck in his ways. He said, "Hey, this is my guy. I want to give him 30 carries a game." But I also kind of see that he he's got to be seeing it's it's not when you go against Mahomes twice a year and you realize, oh yeah, this this team doesn't ever have to run the ball against me, you know. He's starting to realize that maybe the run game isn't everything, but it's definitely something that you can get creative with. Now, like a team that I think does the running game right is the Niners, and I and I hate to say it. It's hurting me right now. Chills. Ugh, can't stand saying it. But they were able to put like Raheem Mostert back there and make him look like, you know, Terrell Davis in the late nineties. It, it it didn't matter. It was interchangeable parts. And you want to create that system to where a running back doesn't the name on the back of the Jersey matters, but it doesn't, it doesn't dictate whether you can run the ball or not. Right. Like last year when Deandre Washington was in, I didn't think the Raiders could run the ball. Right. They didn't, the defenses didn't respect the run as much, you know, but with the Niners, they'd have Tevin Coleman. They have Raheem Mostert. Right. And uh, it was a Jeff Wilson. I can't remember who the other guy was, but it, it honestly didn't really matter, you know? And that's what I, I want the Raiders to get to this year. Now, I thought they went about it in a, in a an interesting way, right? I, I think it's a good way. I think there's a super high ceiling with the running back core right now. But I also kind of, it feels a little scattered and incomplete. And I'll, and I'll get to that later. But uh, just for now, I, I want to go through the position group uh, of who's there. And uh, I won't start with Jacobs. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll get to him later. But um, let's go with the guy who's been here the longest, Jalen Richard. Jalen Richard. I think every Raider fan has a stop, uh, a soft spot for. Right. I think that first game against New Orleans, right, where where you'd hear heard about him. I remember Vic Tafer writing about him uh, in training camp. They're like, "Hey, this this Jalen Richard guy's got a chance. Like he's undrafted. Nobody's talking about him." 
He's a rocket. Like this guy's he's quick. He's a, he's just he's tough to tackle. He's he's slippery. He can catch the balls is what the Raiders need. Um, they were transitioning from McFadden into Latavius Murray, uh, giving Latavius Murray that full time uh, back. But they they needed a good third down guy. And Richard's the guy, right? He could pick up the blitz. Uh, great pass blocker. Still the best pass protector on this team um, at the running back position. Uh, but how comfortable are you if Jalen Richard has to start at running back? I'll tell you right now, I'm I'm not comfortable with that. If number thirty's back there, you know, first down, and and you're just putting the ball in his stomach and just and just letting him go to work, that's not what he is, right? Jalen Richard is is definitely of like the I'd say like the James White kind of mold, Chris Thompson, guys like that. That that you want to get him the ball, and definitely you can design plays to him, right? You can you can design him as the first read, and it, and it could it could work out, right? But I, he's definitely not a guy that's gonna. If if God forbid something happens to Jacobs, he's gonna he's not gonna come in and start. That's not that's not gonna be what he is. And uh, what one thing one thing I know about John Gruden is I think he likes a physical running back, right? I think he likes a guy that could put a shoulder into somebody. I mean, uh, that's why they drafted Jacobs because Jacobs can. Can knock you out, right? Put you in a coffin. Matt Miller said that when he got drafted. Josh Jacobs will put you in a coffin, and I, I really liked that. I thought that was a a really good uh, a, a really good way to put it because that's what Jacobs does. Jalen Richard doesn't do that. Jalen Richard, uh, if you remember some of his best plays, right? Jalen Richard's best plays that first run against the Saints. That was one of the coolest things ever. Like that 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 game. What a, what a game. You know what I mean? Just just back and forth, almost like an arena league game. You know, you had Brandon Cook getting a 98-yard touchdown on Sean Smith, but then you had Bruce Irvin forcing a fumble, right, Get, creating a turnover. Uh, then you had Jalen Richard, right? He was he was getting in there. We didn't know anything about it, and he broke a tackle and just went off to the races. Changed the game, right? It was a huge play, huge momentum shift. Um, then also 2017 against the Jets, right? He gets uh, like almost like a toss from the shotgun. It almost I think that's what it was, like a toss like from the shotgun out wide, and he made a lot of guys miss against the Jets. That was the Raiders' last blowout win. Um, and and Jalen Richard, he's so electric. Uh, the thing about him is now with other guys that have been added to the team, I'm not sure how long he's going to be here. I know he got like a little bit of an extension, but I'm not sure how long Jalen Richard's in the future of this team. You know, I don't think he's uh, I don't think he's in the plans beyond this year, right? partially because the Raiders have added to the position and there's no real need to have him, you know, as far as, as beyond here. And again, I, I, I like the guy, right. That, that play against the lions, that was my favorite player from Richard for the, for this year. He, he, especially in those like two minute drills, he's great. Car leans on him. We all know car likes to check down. Jalen Richard's a good guy to check down to. Jalen Richard against that line, he ran a wheel route and car. It was probably the, in my opinion, the best, the best throw cars made, um, at least last year. I, I'd have to go back before, uh, maybe the year before, the one to Seth Roberts threading the needle at Denver. Thought that was a good one, but that was the best throw I think I've seen Carr make in a long time. To to Richard, he he's he's got a lot of value on this team. Now, the only problem is, is when he's on the field on third down, it's like defenses could cheat. You know, he he was kind of the probably the third option on third down last year. If, you, if we were being realistic, I, I would say it was Waller, Renfro. It might have even been Renfro number one. Renfro, 
Waller, and then Richard. I thought defenses like really did a good job picking him up out of the backfield, you know. And maybe with the wide receiver help this year, that's that's not going to happen. But one thing I do fear is is I think Richard could be really good on like a team like the Patriots, right? A team that likes to actually design plays to their running backs and not just on you know third down, but design plays on first down, get the ball in space. Um, I'd like I'd like to see him get you know moved around you know maybe you could do some two back sets right with Jacobs and Richard back there you know and, and like some split back stuff and if Carr likes to check down let him check down right and, and so I'd like to see them get creative with with Jalen Richard this year I guess is, is what I'm getting at um next one is Devontae Booker this one did not make sense to me I didn't I didn't like it at the time and and now that I've marinated on it right I'm just in that Ziploc bag for 24 hours in the fridge. I've, I've marinated on it, and it sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like it, it doesn't make sense. Devontae Booker by no means was good with Denver. Like, not at all. Non-factor. They had been throwing draft picks at that position. Uh, Philip Lindsay wasn't a draft pick. He was a UDFA, but you know, Royce Freeman, they, they were like, if they were set with Devonte Booker, they wouldn't have just been constantly, you know, throwing money at that position right now this year, Melvin Gordon, stuff like that. Devonte Booker, I, how does, how is he on this roster week one? I don't see it. Thought he had problems fumbling the ball. Um, at Utah, I actually liked him oddly enough. Utah, he looked really good. I remember he was kind of hyped coming out of there. And I remember when Denver got him, I was like, oh, that's a savvy pick by them. That was a good pick. That's going to suck. But then I watched him, and he's like kind of like sluggish out there. Didn't didn't really look uh, smooth with the ball in his hand or anything. And I was real shocked when the Raiders did that. Because I, I, well, that was one thing I heard a lot of fans wanted was, let's get a good running back to back up Jacobs. My theory with that was like, hey, let's get a guy. Obviously, that's not as good as Jacobs, right? Not a lot of running backs are. Let's get a big bruiser guy that can move and just mimic Jacobs in the offense, right? Because you just want to be able to replace Jacobs' running style in the offense. Not necessarily his production, but just his running style. And then that might lead to replacing his production, given this the, the strength of this offensive line. I don't see how Devontae Booker does that, especially since the number one guy that I wanted at the time when I saw it, like something that I saw as realistic was Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde's good. Not not great, but Carlos Hyde is your second running back. Thought he did a real nice job for Houston, but Carlos Hyde is your second running back. Um, a bruiser, a guy that you can run the same plays that you do with Jacobs, to where you don't really have to change your offense when Jacobs is out. I don't see why they didn't do that. They they kind of brought in Booker, and that's like something you sign, you know, some guy you sign when you have like three injuries in training camp, and you're like, ah, I just got to fill out the position for week one until I get these guys back. So I, I didn't quite get the the Devonte Booker signing. I know he was he's not even local anymore. It's, uh, you know I was I'm so used to them playing in Oakland, but he's not even local anymore. <laughs> Vegas is local, so I you don't even have that kind of that kind of theme to it, you know, or or that kind of backdrop to it where it, it just it doesn't make sense to me. And I and I'm not trying to hate on the guy. I don't you know maybe maybe Gruden knows something I don't. Maybe he just says, look, I can get something out of this guy. Denver, they were crazy. Denver doesn't have the didn't have the greatest, you know, offensive line and stuff, but they still managed to get production out of Lindsey and Freeman. So again, I'm I'm a little lost on the Devontae Booker signing. It's it's just a little odd to me that they did that kind of 
relatively early in free agency, not not first week or anything, but like relatively early. And it didn't seem like a signing that you make relatively early, especially with guys like Carlos Hyde out there. And uh, that that was the guy I wanted. I thought I thought that would have been a great pickup, but uh, nonetheless, I, I guess he. The only thing I can't see is who's Booker competing with, right? I don't think you, he's competing with Jalen Richard. They're not the same guy. Maybe. He's not competing with Lynn Bowden. Lynn Bowden, I mean, I'm going to get to him next. Lynn Bowden, I don't think that those guys do the same thing. So does Gruden actually think that Devontae Booker is, is the backup running back to Jacobs? I, I'm a little concerned by that. Because remember, remember Gruden brought in Doug Martin. He said, look, I'm, I'm reviving his career. This is, this is it. We're reviving his career. I loved him in Tampa. He's We're going to bring him back. And, I, and you know, maybe I, for a little bit I thought, okay, yeah, he Gr- Martin was electric. You know, his first two years in the league definitely got popped for steroids and stuff. But even with the Raiders, it was like, yeah, he, he got had a couple nice games and stuff. He was actually a pretty good waiver wire fantasy pickup if you had some running back, or, uh, running back injuries on your fantasy roster. But I don't think anybody was scared of Doug Martin on the team. You know, and I, th- I feel like is that what he's trying to do with Devonte Booker? Because that one, that one's a head scratcher to me. Nonetheless, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe, maybe, maybe Gruden does have kind of a hard on for the dude or something. But uh, next up, this is this is the guy. I think he's the most polarizing guy because uh, we don't know what the hell he's going to do this year, and that's Lynn Bowden. So let's go back to draft uh, day two. Raiders sat through that whole second round, and I'm looking at it. And there's a lot of guys still left over. I don't, I don't remember who, but at the time, there were a lot of guys left over that I was like, wow, I'm glad we didn't draft in the second round. We're still going to clean up with these three third-round picks. So with the 80th pick, they take Lynn Bowden, right? Lynn Bowden was a guy I liked. I, I definitely thought that Lynn Bowden gone, was going to go a little later, only because we don't know what the hell position he was going to play. But athleticism and speed and just, just explosiveness, yeah, no, that, that's, that's the right pick. Now, I I think the Raiders are going to have to do whatever they can to get the ball in his hand, in his hands, move him around, match him up against guys that can't cover. That Joker role that they that they keep describing him. Stick to that, okay? I don't believe that Lynn Bowden is a backup running back to Josh Jacobs. It doesn't make sense for him to be that. Right, it's not fair to him to say that, and it's it's you know it's just it's not right. Now, Lim Bowden, if they want to list him as a running back, that's fine. It's just a depth chart, that's cool. But I'd be surprised if they were like, okay, Josh Jacobs isn't playing today; he's inactive for today. We're gonna give Lim Bowden twenty carries traditionally out of you know shotgun and single back formation, and we're just gonna be handing the ball off to Lim Bowden. I don't see that. I think they're going to try to move him, you know, out to kick him out to wide receiver sometimes. Uh, I definitely see cases where Lynn Bowden's going to be in the red zone as like a wildcat quarterback. I would not be surprised if, given the Raiders' red zone metrics, right? They they struggled in the red zone, great in between the twenties, struggled in the red zone to put points on the board. I would not be surprised if inside the ten, inside the five, you saw Lynn Bowden. Josh Jacobs and like Jalen Richard in the backfield, three tight end set. We're running it in Lamar Jackson style. I wouldn't be surprised, but it's still, it still is one of those things where you're like, who's the backup running back on this team? Say you get Josh Jacobs is inactive. He missed three games last year. He plays real physical. Every team uses their backup running back. Running backs don't play 16 games a year. It doesn't happen. 
So you even for me to say I'm doing some doomsday shit, it's, it's not true. You're going to eventually have to start your backup running back. It's just the way the position works. Is Lynn Bowden the guy? I, I I've seen I've seen some film from from Bowden, and I, I'm not like an all twenty two sit there grind the tape all day. No, I, I watch games on YouTube and stuff. But so I, so maybe I'm not the guy to say this, but I didn't see a lot of film of Lynn Bowden actually taking a handoff from the quarterback. You know what I'm saying? I didn't see him actually, you know, in the shotgun. Okay, handoff to Bowden, go. You know, I, I I didn't see that right. And and look, that seems like a kind of a ticky tack thing to say, but. It's a bit different when you take the snap and run because he was, you know, played a lot of quarterback for Kentucky and they had a lot of designed runs for him as a quarterback, as you should. It's a bit different when you got to take the handoff from somebody else, right? There could be fumbles that happen, uh, miscommunications, right? Remember last year with Carr and Jacobs, there were some problems in that Chicago game, I believe, or was it Indianapolis or Chicago? I remember where was that? Just a toss gone wrong to Jacobs. Like stuff like that, I could see happening with Bowden at running back to where I'm like no that's that's not the backup position that we don't want him to be the backup to Jacobs right we want him as like a compliment or or not even a compliment I want them both on the field at the same time there's a lot of speed there there's a lot of mismatches you can create there and look I I think I think Bowden is a great player so all this I'm saying is not just doubting Lynn Bowden I just I'm doubting more so the roster construction of the running back position right the overall construction of it I'd like to have another not so much power back but a guy that can play like Jacobs because right now I see Josh Jacobs two scat backs and then like kind of a camp body in Devontae Booker right now let's get to the good part of Lynn Bowden Lynn Bowden turn on his tape against uh Virginia Tech as a quarterback electric couldn't be stopped he was the Kentucky offense. There was nobody else, right? Benny Snell graduated the or uh, went to got drafted the year before. Lynn Bowden was just doing that shit by himself, right? He and he didn't really have a threat of like throwing the ball. So these defense, this defense was selling out on the run, and and Bowden was just carving them up, carving them up. Yeah, every once in a while he'd you know run out, uh, roll out, and like dump it off to a tight end and stuff. But he was just carving them up on the ground. So you can see when he has the ball in his hands, he's a nightmare. Right, I think he's five eleven, around two hundred, and stuff like that. I, I would say he needs to put on weight, but I don't think that he's going to be viewed as a traditional running back. Mike Mayock already said he's our joker, right? He'll be on our death chart as a running back. He's a joker, right? Like he's he's you know wild card. We'll, we'll put him anywhere. Wide receiver, hey, might even be quarterback in certain scenarios, like I was saying. But I, I just I, I think you got to find a way to get creative with him. Do not just have him as a backup running back or or a, a third down guy or, or something like that. He has to be like the first option on some plays. You added speed in the offseason, and that's good. This team needed speed more than it needed anything else. It needed a couple good linebackers, some corners, and some speed, right? Didn't matter what position, just speed. Team speed needed to improve. Bowden, Bowden fits that category, and I, and I, lo- I like the pick a lot. I just wonder if Gruden is super set in his ways. And not 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 like he's going to waste Lynn Bowden, but I, you know, you see some of these new coaches, they don't really care what positions next to you. They they just want to get you the ball, and I hope that's what Gruden does this year. So, 
I'm going to do a, just a whole at once we're done with the position groups. I'm going to do a whole thing on John Gruden, an entire an entire thing about John Gruden and the coaching staff about what I think. So I don't want to get too much into that. But uh, Lynn Bowden is, is such a wild card for this team. He is truly a joker, and I do hope that we can get maximum value out of him. You know what I mean? Because I I love the player. I think he's a baller. I think he's an alpha male. I think he, I you know, hey, we had that little problem with uh, him being at his grandma's house or he, he wasn't actually there, but let's, you know, can't hold that against him, right? I, I don't think that's uh, that's a super big red flag, but yeah, let's, let's, get him, let's get him in these games. And I'd like to see him and Jacobs on the field at the same time rather than just being, you know, a backup to Jacobs. <sighs> Speaking of Jacobs... Here we go. Uh, man crush moment, right? Like it, it's it's one of those things where I, I don't see anybody that has a bad thing to say around the league. Even people that just can't stand the Raiders. Can't stand them. They're like, hey, Josh Jacobs, he's a beast. So I'll take you back to draft night when they drafted Josh Jacobs. I, I kind of knew it was going to happen. You know, I don't know if anybody else did. That was the pick that surprised me the least was the Josh Jacobs pick. Because I knew Gruden was going to want his bell cow. And I, I'm firmly against drafting running backs in the first round. The positional value isn't there. Like I said, you want to be able to get the production from that position regardless of the name on the back of the jersey. You know, you want to do the Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan thing where you can get undrafted guys in there, have a great blocking scheme, have great running calls, and just replicate that production without paying anybody substantial amounts of money or using big-time draft capital at the position. That being said... If you're going to draft a running back in the first round, A, do it at the end, and B, make sure he's a fucking baller. And that's what Josh Jacobs is. He's a baller. I have not seen... I mean, honestly, like, when's the last running back you saw that was better in a Raider uniform than Josh Jacobs? I think you got to go back to the LA years, honestly. McFadden was awesome, but but I've never seen anyone get tripped up more than McFadden. Right, he was top heavy. He was a fucking marshmallow on toothpicks with a with that neck of that one dude that that mugshot dude with the big ass neck, um, and he went viral and stuff. That's what McFadden was like. And uh, Jacobs, it's it's poetic the way he runs. You remember remember preseason? It was at the Raiders were at Arizona. And I remember that uh, Gruden saying, look, I think a lot of the starters are going to play a series. And I remember people thinking, like, is, is Jacobs going to play? Like, you know. And I was kind of thinking in my head, I want to see him take a hand off a couple times, but I, I do want to bubble wrap this dude because I, I know he's going to be good. So just I think he got like two or three carries in that game. And just the way the way he ran, the way he was patient, but then would, you know, once he found where he was going to go, it was boom, all systems go, right? He just had that had that look it was just a, like he looked like he'd been you know Emmett Smith I he he really reminds me of Emmett Smith you know like just that that like Emmett Smith never like almost like a fit like a more physical Emmett Smith like Emmett Smith never looked like it took that much effort right it was he Emmett Smith always made the right read he hit the right hole and he could he could punish you at the end of the play like like Emmett Smith always reminded me of Walter Payton and Jacobs reminds me of them. I think he's from of that lineage. And now, like I said, those guys were more valued at their position because running backs were more valued back then. And uh, I don't want to lean on Jacobs to run this offense, even though he is the best player on offense, with, without question. 
But just seeing him in that Arizona game was like, damn, okay, we got our guy, right? And at Alabama, at Alabama, Josh Jacobs used to, he he was like, he never, he never really got his like fair share of carries. And that's just, that's just embarrassment of riches on Alabama's part, right? They would, you know, would have Mark Ingram, Derrick Henry, blah, 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 all these guys, uh, Bo Scarborough, just, just churning them out, right? So you, you didn't you know you understand why Josh Jacobs got buried on that death chart death chart but man Jacobs one thing one thing I love about him is again he does not run out of bounds just to end the run right he'll he'll put you in a coffin like I said he killed a guy in Green Bay and uh, he's had some great runs against Kansas City he was really he he has a nose for the end zone. Uh, one play I, I just love, and I, I can replay it in my mind all the time, was just that that game winner at, at um, Thursday night against uh, L.A. Chargers last year was just was lovely, you know. The Raiders needed a first down; they're bad, and he just said, "Nah, screw it, I'm I'm taking it in," and that was the game, right? Carl Joseph interception, uh, the last pick from Carl Joseph in a Raiders uniform, right? Sealed the deal. So. There's two things that I need to see from Josh Jacobs, and it's it. Only one of them is his responsibility. One of them is to be better in pass protection. Now, I'm not saying this off anything I've seen. I'm seeing. I'm saying this based off what Mike Mayock and John Gruden have been saying. They say, look, he's got all the tools to be a great pass protector. We see how physical he runs. We know he's strong, but it's just all. It's more mental. You know what I mean? Identifying who the free rusher is, stuff like that, and. That's one thing Josh Jacobs has to get better at. Rookie running backs usually aren't good at that right away. So not a huge concern. The second thing I need to see from Josh Jacobs is catching the ball, right? And it, and again, I think he can do it just fine. I think he did it just fine last year. thought he had some great plays. I remember the first game against Denver, he had some awesome plays after the catch. Uh, I think against Indy, he had a great play on third down. Carr hit him. He just kind of sat down and Carr hit him and he made a couple guys miss. Got the first down. John Gruden needs to call designed plays to Josh Jacobs. Again, you have a check down artist at quarterback. Use him. 49ers used to do that with Alex Smith all the time. A good check down thrower, right? Use your running backs. And maybe that's what they're doing with Lynn Bowden and Josh Jacobs. Maybe that's Gruden's plan. But there's always been these debates, right, that that between Raiders fans and Eagles fans, right? Who's better, Josh Jacobs or Miles Sanders, right? Neither of them won rookie of the year, but, you know, both of them were probably one and two, I, I would say. And to me, obviously, the answer is, is Josh Jacobs, right? I think Josh Jacobs is better. But Miles Sanders, I think, gets used in a way that makes him that makes him more valuable, right? I think the minute the running back starts catching passes, they become more valuable to the offense. It's free yards, honestly. You get the you get your most elusive guy the ball and let him work, right? Get it to him early, let him work. That's that's kind of the West Coast offense, right? The Eagles like to throw to Miles Sanders, right? They threw the ball to him a lot, and that's what got him a lot of his yardage. So to me, I'm looking at John Gruden and saying, look at your best player on offense, your best player, your bell cow running back. Throw it to him on first down, right? I think that actually takes a little like stress off him rather than just a, a telegraphed run where everybody knows it's coming, right? Eight yards is eight yards, right? You can get an eight-yard rush or an eight-yard pass. It's 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 eight yards, you know? I think that's there on first down. I, I see it there often. So 
this is up to John Gruden, not Josh Jacobs, because I know he can. Alabama, they loved throwing to Josh Jacobs, right? That was one of the cool parts about him was like, man, this guy's a three down back that does not get the playing time he deserves simply because Alabama's loaded, right? Raiders are not loaded at running back. We're not loaded when they drafted him either. So I'd like to see him used as more of a dual purpose. I, I think there's a lot more value you could get out of him. And I think he could be the best like the best running back in the league if he's used that way. I'm not saying it's Christian McCaffrey, right? But I think he's better at running the ball than Christian McCaffrey. You know what I mean? And if you got even just, you know, 50 or 60% of the receiving yards as Christian McCaffrey, I think you're going to be able to get a lot of value out of him. So, that's just one thing I need to see from from John Gruden this year for Josh Jacobs. If you if you're good, if you think you have a Hall of Fame running back, right? And look, we don't give running back second contracts anymore, right? It doesn't work. So run him into the ground. Run him into the ground. And I, I'm not saying that to be mean or anything, but that's just what you do to running backs nowadays. You run him into the ground, and then you replace him at a fairly low cost. Right? So get Josh Jacobs the ball. Get him the ball. And, and get it to him in the air, too. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean... That's uh, that's what I want to see. I, I I really like Josh Jacobs. I'm I'm looking at a stat right now. Josh Jacobs forced 69 missed tackles. Nice, by the way. Nice, Josh. Um, 69 missed tackles. This is PFF's data, so you know, take it take with that what you will. I, it's not the same as everybody else's. Missed tackles is a very subjective thing, but if you lead. PFF in missed tackles, you're probably still top five in any other in any other buddy or anybody else's metrics. You're probably still top five, right? So he was in uh, the top four with Jacobs being on top is Jacobs, Nick Chubb, Chris Carson, Derrick Henry. Great company, right? Nick Chubb gets used in the receiving game, you know. So Josh Jacobs is doing this mainly as a runner. Can you imagine how many missed tackles he would force if you just got the ball to his hand on first down, even just like a screen, anything, right? Like I said about Colton Miller last time, he's fast. He's athletic. You drafted him because he was fast and athletic. Let's run some screens. Let him get out and smash a DB. You know what I mean? Let Jacobs go to work. Also, what I want to see is Josh Jacobs get the ball with outside runs. Some of my favorite Josh Jacobs run from last year, uh, Chicago, the toss, right? Those two tosses, right? He had a great toss with the spin move. Uh, in London against Chicago. And then he also had the toss to get in the end zone where he broke it back inside to get in the end zone for his first touchdown of the game. Also, he had the uh, those runs against Kansas City where he, w- where he was running outside. He, he can run anywhere, but I feel like John Gruden was telegraphing it, you know? Like it was kind of just in between the tackles, old school shit. And um, I, hope he w- I hope Gruden wakes up this year with, with some of those... Uh, with some of that stuff and like let him get those you know those fake pitches where you know the quarterback goes one way pitches it to Jacobs runs outside the tackles stuff like that is what I want to see and uh again a lot of this isn't stuff Jacobs is in control of so uh Josh Jacobs is is in my opinion the best player on this team and and let's keep it that way you know let, let throw him the ball get more value out of him you know if you have a running back and you draft him high you need to get maximum value out of him and I don't think they did it last year. He was a rookie. Let's do it this year. So we went through the running backs. I'm not going to get into Rod Smith. If you have a Rod Smith take, I think you need to go outside and get some vitamin D. But 
what do I need to see from this run game this year? Now, one thing I need to see is is less of it, to be honest. I don't want to lean on it. Last year, we leaned on it because you had, you know, Zay Jones, Keelan Doss, and like Renfro on the field, you know, at, at times. Tyrell Williams was, was hurt a lot and stuff like that. You, we get why they had to lean on the run game a little bit. But I just want to see less of it. I, I think less is more nowadays when you run in the NFL. Uh, now, I think you're going to see a lot uh, fewer loaded boxes because you're going to have the speed of Henry Ruggs, the athleticism of Darren Waller, the height and just, just good possession, uh, Tyrell Williams, your, your, your new Crabtree type guy, um, you Foster Moreau, guys like that. You're, you're going to have that. You're going to have that for defenses. The defenses are going to have to account for that. Sorry. But I don't want to lean on the run game. I kept hearing Gruden say, uh, I think it was his interview with The Athletic. I, I can't remember. It was, it was a while ago, like right after the draft, where he was like, hey, man, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to come out with five wide receivers, and then sometimes I'm going to load up with three tight ends. We're going to run it down your throat. And it's like, man, just I don't want to see a lot of those three tight end sets. That felt like necessity last year rather than, something that Gruden wanted to do. And and I'm a little bit scared that he won't move out of that, you know? So I want to see them spread the ball out. I don't mind even like lining up Jacobs as a wide receiver either. That's the thing. Like at Alabama, they used to kick him out wide. Not Maybe not out wide, maybe into the slot or something. Just just get creative, right? There's a, there's a formation that I want to see, and I, they talked about it at PFF with how the Raiders can do the best with Lynn Bowden, right? So you have a you have a, a thing where you can go five wide, right? And you have a, a chance where you can go Williams, Renfro, Waller, Jacobs, Ruggs. You know, you could even toss Bowden in there instead of Jacobs. That's fine too. You know, what I mean, depends on what the thing is. You can get those guys five wide, right? And then right? You can also throw it to Jacobs underneath and let him run on, on third down. There's a lot of stuff you can do with your formations. And I need to see more creativity with this run game from John Gruden. I'm a little bit scared that this is a bit too like fancy of a, of a running back core for him. When I mean fancy, I mean, you have the Joker position and stuff like that. And I'm just hoping he's not going to be like, Hey, Lynn Bowden, you're my new, you know, Charlie Garner, you know, and, and look, Charlie Garner was fucking awesome, but I want to see Bowden just be a, like a flex, right? Fantasy, in fantasy football, you have that flex position. I want to see him actually be used as that rather than, you know, just like I said, taking handoffs, which he's not really that comfortable doing. And maybe he did that in high school. Maybe that was his thing. I haven't seen that much film of it. I need to see. I need to see Bowden is used more than a backup for Jacobs, right? I just don't want to see a traditional run game, right? telegraph it just show the team what we're doing you know they added a lot more speed this year and it needs to be used properly i don't even mind handing rugs the ball to get some rushing yards right those end arounds and stuff and 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 stuff like that so i even can include rugs in this run game because just like the niners do with debo samuel and stuff like get these guys the ball early get them in space do misdirections you you added a lot of speed i hope that we have the coach that can take advantage of it so, yeah, I, I think that's it. It's going to be kind of a shorter episode today, but 
Um, again, just a, a small position group, the running backs. And uh, I'm trying to think, did I did I miss anything today? Is there any anybody I missed? No, it, it doesn't look like it. So again, um, my number one thing with this running back core is that I'm I'm a little I'm I'm very excited. I think it's I think it has a chance to be explosive and awesome. But I'm a little scared that if Jacobs goes down, we have two scat backs and Devonte Booker. Right. So there's not going to be just that one guy that you can run a traditional run game with. And look, maybe they're waiting for somebody to get cut. Maybe there's somebody where they say, hey, look, no way that guy makes that roster. We'll wait. So I get I get that. I'm fine with it. I'm not too picky on who it is either. I just thought Devontae Booker was like, eh, really? You know? That's like you're you're booking a, a, a like a show and it's like, hey, just get like a like a like a rapper. Hey, look, we got a couple we got some money to play with. Get a get a good rapper. And they're like, hey, I brought uh, Silk the Shocker. And you're like, what? You know, like, <laughs> fuck, dude, I told you to like, you know, get somebody decent, you know, <laughs> like, shit. No, I got Silk the Shocker. You remember him? You know, that's what that's why I feel like when you sign Devontae Booker is like signing Sil- Silk the Shocker. You know, you're like, damn, that sucks. So. Um, again, a lot of this comes down to Gruden a lot. This is the first year where I'm looking at Gruden going, Hey, this is entirely your team. The entire team is yours. I even put car in there. Car is his. This entire team is yours. Now there's no excuses for you. You have a good enough roster to win games with if you coach well enough. And this run game is something I have a I have my eye on, right? Like I said, I don't think it's a weakness of the team. I just wonder how he's going to utilize it. So that's it for me, guys. Just a quick 40-minute rant on on the running back position. Um, again, I'll, I'll cut up some of these videos for Twitter and share them. I, I love when when people you know either shit on me or just say, like, hey, man, that was a good take. Or some people just go, like, hey, fuck that. Like, that's stupid. You know what I mean? What are you talking about, Devontae Booker? He's not Silk the Shocker. Relax. I, I I like that. So you can follow me on Twitter at Glenn Rockney, G-L-E-N-R-O-C-K-N-E-Y. And um, I also have another podcast, Rare Candy. Uh, definitely more politics and just kind of commentary here and there. Me and my uh, my good friend, Crypto Psy, at C-R-Y-P-T-O-P-S-I. And uh, you can check that out. We definitely cover a lot of the George Floyd stuff, a lot of COVID stuff. Um, and a lot of other stuff. So uh, check check me out there. Again, this podcast is all Raiders. It's called Rock Vegas. Please subscribe to it. Tell a friend. Um, there's a lot of Raiders content out there. So I understand if you're a loyalist to other people. But uh, again, if you're listening to this now, thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, I will be back with the tight ends. I might combine tight ends and wide receivers. We'll see. But uh, yeah, that's it for me, guys. See you later.